winds up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministry. Our website is lonesomeroad.org or you can call us at 618-383-2107. That's my partner Fred Mooney. And I am so excited about being here with you. Yeah, we're going to enjoy this ride today with our friends and family out there on that old Lonesome Road. We got some great music on our program today. And we have personal testimonies. And maybe just a little bit of preaching. All right. And thy words shall be a witness unto you today. So buckle up. Relax. And hold on tight because here we go. Church on the Road. Right here on your favorite radio station. Hey friends, this is Jeff and Gary Rayburn. I got my partner alongside of me. Hi, my name is Fred Mooney. I'm excited to be here on the Channel 21 conference line. Yeah, we've got a program tonight that we recorded on our conference line, and we're going to invite you to come join us every week on Thursday nights on our conference line, and you can hear messages like this one that you're going to listen to on tonight's program. What time's it start, Gary? Well, let's see. If we're East Coast, it'll be 6 p.m. on Thursday nights. Central time, where we're located, it's 5 p.m. Rocky Mountain time is 4 p.m. What about that West Coast out there? You mean California, eh? Yeah. That'd be 3 p.m. Yeah, we've got a couple of great chaplains out there in California, and they tune in at 3 p.m. every Thursday and join us right here on our conference line. Now, what's that phone number? The phone number is 727-731-5062. That is 727-731-5062. Thursday nights at 6 p.m. and no access code needed. So you're invited to join us each week right here on Channel 21 Ministries Conference Line. Do you hear that, Fred? I think that's the ice cream truck. Let's put on another song and let's have some ice cream. We'll be right back with more from Lonesome Road Ministries. Church on the Road Radio. Mama told me about Jesus and warned me not to sin. Daddy told me about Jack Daniels Who was his dearest friend Daddy said the whiskey Could help to ease the pain But Mama said that Jesus' blood Could make me whole again So I gave Jesus Sunday morning 
Jack Daniels Saturday night And I found out the hard way Dad was wrong, Mom was right Cause Jack Daniels took my soul And he almost took my life Till Jesus came and broke his chains And he showed me the light Blood and whiskey, Jack Daniels And Jesus made me the man I am today Jack Daniels let me down brought me to my knees where the precious blood of Jesus set me free Daddy told me that the whiskey was made in Tennessee Mama told me about a hillside and an old rugged tree Mama told me how Jesus died for all the lost So I laid down the bottle and I picked up the cross Blood and whiskey Jack Daniels and Jesus made me the man I am today. Jack Daniels let me down and he brought me to my knees where the precious blood of Jesus set me free. What an awesome song, Fred. I just love James Payne. Hey, and people can contact James through his website, jamespayneministries.com. And James will be at our conference in June of this year. So check our websites and check our dates for the conference. And Fred, we better get into uh, Pastor Cliff's message that he preached from our conference line recently. I can't wait to hear the message got for us today. All right. Praise the Lord. Uh, looks like we got a full slate tonight. Everybody's checking in. Got some people still jumping on. Thank you all for being on the line tonight. Got a great message for you tonight by our good friend and buddy, Cliff Clark. He is ready. He's been working on this sermon for, oh, man. For days, hadn't you, Cliffy? <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. A day or two. I, yeah. I asked him to, if he'd preached Thursday, what, what day was that, uh, Tuesday? Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Thank you. I gave Thank you plenty you. of notice. Just like my just like my mama's mashed potatoes, instant in <laughs> season and out. So, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. my partner, Fred. My partner, Fred Moody, is on the line with us, too, and I'm going to ask him to uh, pray for this service tonight. Go ahead, Fred. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to get together. And I pray, Heavenly Father, to anoint be on my brother Cliff tonight, Heavenly Father, as he breaks the bread of life for us, Heavenly Father. And let us take this in. Take it to heart and share it with the lost and dying world. And I pray that your blessings would be upon him and upon all the chaplains tonight, and they would receive a hundredfold for their efforts. And all this we pray in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen. All right. Cliff Clark, the floor is yours, buddy. Everybody is muted except for me. Amen. Uh, Gary, I want, first I want to thank you for for this opportunity to preach. It always humbles me 
uh, Fred, I want to thank you for your prayers. That humbled me too because I know a good teacher when I hear one, a good preacher when I hear one, and Brother Fred, you are. I admire the way that you prepare. I admire the way. I love your work with with uh, statistics. Oh, you just do a wonderful job. I'm just going to be honest with you, uh, chaplains. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I want to say the right thing, uh, and I've got parts of more than one message, and I try to put it together. I hope it makes sense. So you pray for me, will you? Uh, years ago, when I was about 14, and I'll be 68 in two weeks, when I was about 14, my, my pastor, I just got saved, hadn't been saved very long, and he was preaching a series on the Great Commission. And he uh, he read Matthew 28, 19, and 20, and it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe whatsoever things I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I used to get tickled about that, lo, I'm with you always, because I used to wonder if that didn't mean that I wasn't supposed to get on an airplane, because it says, lo, I'm with you always. Somebody asked me if I, well, they said, are you afraid to fly? Are you afraid of, of dying? I said, no, I'm not afraid to fly, and I'm going to go when it's my time. But the thing about flying is I'm afraid it'll be the pilot's time to go, and he'll take me along for the ride, you know. <laughs> but anyway, my pastor was talking about the, about being a missionary, working in missions, and he gave me a dream to want to be a missionary. I got, I got to praying about that. And they were giving the pastor classes on how to lead people to the Lord. My pastor said, well, if you're going to be a missionary, you got to surely know how to lead somebody to Jesus. So he said, I'm going to divide up the town into two block segments, and here's your two blocks. And lo and behold, it was in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood, almost right in my back door. Now, loved ones, if you can't preach in your back door, there's something to matter. But anyway, uh, I started around the neighborhood, but then I realized there was a house in our neighborhood that a lot of us boys called the ghost house. Oh, we, it was all grown up and kind of creepy looking, and oh, it was awful. But I decided I'd made a promise to my pastor, so I went up to the door, walking real easy, and didn't walk very well, and I had to crawl up the stairs. I crawled up those stairs, and I peck, 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 peck on the door. That door opened real slow. And this voice said, boy said, what do you want, boy? I said, I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you. I was stuttering, you know, because I'm scared. Jesus loves you, and I want to invite you to church next week. And he said, I don't want nothing to do with your religion. Wham, and he slammed the door in my face. And it made me mad. It shouldn't have been mad, but it made me mad. And I thought, no, I'm going to tell this dude about Jesus. Do or die. And I <laughs> I do, 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 do on the door, and he opened the door a little faster this time, and he had a double-barrel shotgun. And he said, what's wrong with you, boy? You were retarded. I told you to get off this porch. Said, said, if you don't leave and leave now, I'm going to show you what this shotgun's all about. I said, mister, I said, mister, I said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus loves you. Wham, wham. <laughs> he slammed the door in my face again one more time. <laughs> Have I told you I'm a little bit silly? And I, I, I knocked on the door real gentle, real gentle. And I said, Mr., Mr., don't shoot me. I said, but if I could prove to you that Jesus loved you, will you, will you come next week? I said, 
somebody that doesn't want anything to do with religion, why have you got a Bible verse hanging on your tree over there? And he said, I ain't got no Bible verse hanging on my tree. There ain't no Bible verse nowhere. I said, if I can prove it to you, will you come to church next Sunday? He said, yes. It said, if you can't prove it to me, you promise to get off my porch and never come back. Well, that week, I'd been reading in the book of Philippians. And Philippians chapter 3, verse 2 says, Beware of dogs, beware of evildoers, and beware of the concision. And I pointed over there to the sign, and I opened up my Bible, and I read, Beware of dogs. <laughs> I said, see that sign over there? I said, it says on that tree, it says, beware of dogs. <laughs> and I said, that's a Bible verse. And he dropped it in. And I said, you promised me, and you said you were a man of, man of your word. <laughs> he said, I'll be there Sunday, 9.30. Swam. Come Sunday, 9.30, a little bit after. Here he come, walking down the aisle. I said, on the front porch, on the front a pew on purpose. He sat down right beside me, right beside me. And everybody in the church knew him. I didn't know him. He come in the door and everybody went, <gasps> and he come down the aisle and sat right on the pew. The preacher gave all to call and that old man stood up. He stood up and walked a few feet to the altar and he knelt there at the altar and he gave his life to the Lord. Gave his life to the Lord. It was wonderful. And about about three weeks later, the old man got sick, and the old man passed away, and he died. Do you remember the first person you ever invited to ever invited to accept Jesus? Oh, you can be a missionary, you can be a soul winner, whether it's in your backyard or dear chaplain, whether it's in that truck, uh, you can be a soul winner. I had a dream the other day. Had a dream the other day. And, in this dream, I was I was riding my motorcycle in this dream, and I was running alongside a semi, the front wheel of a semi, and, and uh, I was looking at the front wheel. I should have been looking at the road, but I was looking at the front wheel of that semi, and the lug nuts were going by so fast I couldn't even see them. And I heard the Holy Spirit in this dream say, Clip. Tell the, the tell the folks at Lonesome Road, tell the chaplains, tell the listeners, tell the ones that are listening on CD, tell them they're all lug nuts. And I thought, well, Lord, I can't, I, I can't call Donna a lug nut. She'll, she'll put a knot on my head. Uh, Lord, I can't call Lillian a, a lug nut. He'll put a, or she'll put a knot on my head. I can't call Bert Grady a lug nut. They'll put a knot on my head. I, Lord, are you sure? Tell them they're lug nuts. Tell them they're lug nuts. Okay, Lord. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my. And I got to studying this week about lug nuts, and I found out some things. I want you to know that lug nuts hold the wheel on. Duh. And they keep everything moving. Duh. I want you to know, chaplains. I want you to know, dear listeners, my old daddy used to call me a lug nut. And I thought that was a compliment. But what I found out this week is a pretty good compliment. Because without you, dear chaplains, without you, dear listeners, I thank you, thank you, thank you. Just like Gober Paul used to say, without you. We couldn't keep everything going. We couldn't keep everything moving. You may think you're a little bitty part, but you're very important to this this ministry. I got to look at it, and they say that lug nuts keep the wheel in center and in, in the right position. I want you to know that you guys interceding for us and you guys praying for us keep, keep the center in the, in the right position. Every every different kind of a wheel has its own lug nut. Every lug nut has a place where it fits. And if you're listening today, you fit with this, you fit with this dear ministry, dear loved one, dear chaplain, dear listener. 
you fit, and there's a place for you here where you can fit with this ministry. I uh, I got to looking all the last thing. Oh, Lord, I'm talking about looking at I got to looking also, and I found out that when you tighten lug nuts, you got to do it in just the right way. My son works for Walmart Tire and Lube, and I asked my son, who isn't where he needs to be with the Lord, I said, I need you to help the old dad with the sermon. He said, what? He said, I want to talk about lug nuts. And he looked at me like I was a lug nut. And I said, I read that when they tighten the lug nut, they had to do it in a star pattern. I didn't know that, and, and you tighten one a little bit on one side, a little bit on the other, a little bit on in a star pattern, and I said, why did they do that? And he said, because if you put, spend too much time on any one nut, if you spend too much time on any one nut, uh, it causes the wheel to 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 warp and it warps the braking system and and the car or the vehicle can't stop can't stop right and I got to thinking well maybe sometimes as a pastor now not on some road folks but maybe sometimes as a pastor maybe I spend too much time on one nut not enough time on the other he said Dad <laughs> he said Dad you got to treat everybody. Every nut right. You got to treat every person in the ministry right and treat them in balance. Thank you, Lonesome Road listeners. Thank you for for keeping us in balance. Thank you, Brother Gary, for for treating us all equally and giving us all equal amount of time. I got to looking and I found out that in every endeavor, in every missionary, there are five different kinds of people and I thought of the word going where are you going where are you going the Lord brought it to my mind he said tell them where they're going and I said what do you mean going Lord there's five different kinds of people in every church in every ministry G-O-I-N-G there's givers the G is givers there's always givers there's organizers people get everything together there's intercessors, there's notifiers, and there's goers, the people that actually go. Where are you going? There's five types of us. Uh, givers, organizers, intercessors, notifiers, and goers. I, I remember the story of the feeding of the 5,000. Well, who was the giver in that story? Oh, it was a little lad, remember? They gave the five loaves of bread to small fish. If he hadn't done what he did, oh, that there would have been maybe upwards of 20,000 people. Well, I thought you said the story said 5,000. Well, it does. It says 5,000 men besides women and children. That little gift, that little gift. And do you notice uh, it wasn't the size of the gift. It was the sacrifice of the gift. The little boy gave all he had. He gave all he had. And I appreciate the givers in this ministry. I appreciate the the organizers. You know, Brother Gary is a giver, and I appreciate the, the organizers. Uh, Brother Martin Minnick is, a, is an organizer. He likes to get things from one place to to another. And, and there are so many organizers. In that story, they said, make the men sit down in companies by 50s. He needed to get them all organized. He, he just started, started passing out bread just random hilly-nilly. That crowd would have mobbed the disciples. He got them organized. That's how they could count how many they were because they sat down. They made the men to sit down in companies of 50 and 100, and they were able to count the 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 companies we got to get organized in 2024 the next group are intercessors intercessors are people that pray for you intercessors are people that pray until they feel the need it's not just saying a little prayer like shadrach me shacking in bed you go it's really praying until you Till you feel that the Holy Spirit, till you've gotten a hold of the Lord, 
and we need intercessors in this ministry. We need givers and organizers and, and intercessors, people that will pray for us. In Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8, Paul said, Brothers and sisters, you need to uh, you need to know you need to know about the severe trials we experienced while we were in Western Turkey. All of the hardships we passed through crushed us beyond our ability to endure. And we were so completely overwhelmed that we were about uh, about to give up entirely. You ever feel like that? But in Second Corinthians one eleven he says as you labor together with us through prayer, because there are so many interceding for us, our deliverance will cause even more people to give thanks to God. What a gracious gift of mercy surrounds us because of your prayers. Oh, dear, dear Lonesome Road listeners, dear Lonesome Road chaplains, dear, oh, thank you for your prayers for this ministry. Thank you for your intercession. We feel them, and sometimes we, it's almost like we want to give up. But, oh, we can feel the power and feel the, the, the strength of your intercession. And you're part of this ministry right there along with us. The little lad, uh, that there was somebody that was a notifier in that bunch. They said there's a little lad here with five loaves of bread and two small fish. We need notifiers in this ministry. We need people that are willing to say, hey, Brother Gary's doing this. Hey, we got new things going. This is what the Lord is doing. Hey, here's a CD for you, driver. Listen to this. Jesus loves you. We need notifiers. And last but not least, we need we need goers, people that will actually go out and do what they say they will. Thank you for being a goer. You know, I got to thinking about about being a giver and Galatians six six says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all good things. It says in the C E B same verse, share every good thing uh, you have with anyone who teaches you what God has said. That word communicate that word communicate in the in the uh, King James is an awesome word. Has a bunch of different meanings. Has a bunch of different meanings. The word is ghi, like uh, like busted flat in uh, Baton Rouge. You know me and me and Bobby McGee. Well, uh, that that word is ginonia. Ginonia. It's a Greek word, and and it means to uh, uh, it means to fellowship, to have fellowship. And it means to have joint participation, and it means to have partnership, and it means to share with. Uh, it means to share what anything has, what anyone has, and it's a it's a, a a gift that is jointly contributed. All loved ones, we're we're communicating in the gospel. Each one of us is giving. Each one of us is giving, and each one of us is trying. And I thank you for that. And if you haven't given yet, there are ways that you can give. And it's a it's a, a vital ministry, and it's doing great things for the Lord. I thought about the meanings of that word, communicate, and, and uh, I made a little acronym. I made the word SHOUT, S-H-A-L-T. How shall I give, Lord? It means to share in fellowship. It means to share in partnership. It means to share in participation. It means to share in financial responsibility. It means to share uh, sociably with an eye on the community. The next meaning, shout, S-H-A-L-T. It means to help, to be willing to help. Loved ones, God is meeting our needs but we sure could use your help. It means to help. It means to be aware of the need. To put the communication means to be aware of the need, to be put yourself in a place and think, now, what does Lonesome Road need? What do they need me to do? What can I do? It means listening. The word implies listening. It means for listening for unexpressed needs or or when someone says they have any, listen and, and say, Lord, Holy Ghost, help me to hear when they, they have a need. 
And lastly, that word communicate means telling. It means telling a pastor or a leader or a group or a church, telling in a way that won't undermine or, or make the missionary or the one leading the ministry feel embarrassed or ashamed. How shall I give? I remember when I was a little boy about that same time. I was a little boy about that same time, and, and they were passing the offering plate, and the pastor was talking about not only missions, but how to give to missions. And I thought, Lord, I'm only a 14-year-old boy. I ain't, got, I ain't got two nickels to rub together. What in the world do I do? And I grabbed one of them little pieces of paper out of that little rack on the the back of the back of the uh, pew and I wrote something down and when the offering plate went by I put it in the offering plate and in just a few minutes the deacon who had had the offering plate come running back up the aisle and he had my piece of paper in his hand and as a 14 year old boy I thought oh I'm in big trouble now and he gave my, my little piece of paper to the pastor and the pastor read it and he started crying and he jumped up and he went to preaching about how we ought to all give whatever we could to the Lord. By the way, that little piece of paper, I wrote the words, I owe you. I owe you, God, everything that I am. I owe you, God, because you saved my life. I don't have any money now, God, but I owe you. And dear Lonesome Road, dear Lonesome Road, we owe the Lord everything. And dear Lonesome Road, all he asks us to do is share with others so that they might come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, what can I give, Cliff? What can I give? There are seven things. There are seven things that every man, there are seven things that every person can give God. And they all start with a T. Every human being can give God their time. Find out some way that you can help a church. Find out some way that you can help in this ministry and give God something even more precious than your money. And that's your time. The next thing, every person can give God a talent. Everybody has a talent in something. Oh, Sister Donna, I love you. You are talented. You know how to, you have the joy of the Lord, and you know how to organize. Everybody on this line, everybody listening has some kind of talent. Give God your treasure. What in the world is your treasure? That's the thing I love the most. Find out how you can take the thing that you love the most and use that in the work of the kingdom. Uh, are you a motorcycle rider? I used to ride motorcycles. Are you a motorcycle rider? How can I use that motorcycle to talk to people with it and glorify God? You know what your treasure is. Find a way to use that for God. The next way is with your time and your offerings. And put your money where your mouth is. Give what you can uh, with your time. The next way every man can give God something is with your trust. You can give him your trust. You may be poor Job's turkey, but turn your life over to the Lord and give him your trust. Next thing, every person can give God thanks. They can thank God and say, God, I thank you for this. I thank you for that. I dare you sometime. I dare you sometime to go to God in prayer and pray a whole prayer without asking him for anything. Pray a whole prayer just saying thank you. That's the sixth. Every person here can give God thanks. Every person here can give God true worship. Set aside time for God. Set aside time for God, and he'll show you that he loves you. Your giving, your giving causes people, causes people to be thankful. In 2 Corinthians 9, 11 through 14, that Paul had talked to the Corinthian church about 
giving to the Jerusalem church because the Jerusalem church, the original church, had fallen on hard times because many of them were unwilling to obey God and spread, and they wanted to stay right there, all in a little bitty circle. And they got down. And Paul taught the Corinthian church into obeying God. And Paul begins to tell them what their gifts, what their gifts will do for the Jerusalem church. Paul said, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes uh, through us thanksgiving to God for the administration of this service, not only supplied the one of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Walks by the experiment of this ministration, thank Lord thy God for your uh, professed subjection unto the gospel of God and for your liberal dis- distribution unto them and unto all men and by the and by their prayer for you which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you, Paul says, your giving causes them to rejoice and be thankful to God. Your giving, your giving not only does it show that you really know the Lord it causes them to thank God for you over and over and over. Uh, he says, it's proof that you've subjected to the Lord. Now, brothers and sisters, when I started, I told you I was nervous. I want to say thank you. Thank you for Lonesome Road, and thank you for me. Thank you for me. Thank you for, for my heart. Lord, I owe you. I owe you everything that you are. And thank you for the men and the women on this line. And thank you for the listeners and those that give. We've got some great things coming up for Lonesome Road in the future. And God can help us and God is going to supply. But it will sure help if you partner with us and partner with God and help us. Jesus loves you and I do too. Thank you for letting an old man talk to you. Father, in Jesus' name, bless every listener. Bless every giver. Thank you, God, for who they are. Watch over Brother Gary. He gave him fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh vision. Thank you for every person that's come alongside of him. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. God's word's been redefined As something to reject Politically incorrect It's been twisted, it's been mocked It's still the narrow road we walk Brings reproof to the liar Oh, it's been through the fire But the truth is still the truth Even if no one can see it And a lie is still a lie No matter who believes it Men lie and men deceive While the truth still sets men free And the truth is still the truth Even if no one believes It's been written on the heart On a stone inside the ark It's a beacon in the night It's a line between wrong and right It's been loved and it's been lost It's been nailed to a cross It's been cursed and it's been praised Oh, it's risen from the grave And the truth is still the truth Even if no one can see it And a lie is still a lie No matter who believes it Men lie and men deceive While the truth still sets men free And the truth is still the truth 
even if no one believes. All the truth will prevail, in time the lie will fail, it's heaven or it's hell, and eternity will tell. That the truth is still the truth Even if no one can see And a lie is still a lie No matter who believes it Men lie and men deceive While the truth still sets men free And the truth is still the truth Even if no one believes Fred, everybody out there on the road needs to know, how can they make it to heaven? There's too many people out there that aren't sure if they're going to make it into heaven. And the Bible says that we can be sure. Brother Garrett says that we can know, and I believe in a no-so salvation. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, if you want to look it up, this is King James Version. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 says, These things... Have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. We don't have to hope. We don't have to wonder. We can know that we're going to heaven. And it's as simple as what, Fred? ABC. ABC. And all we have to do is what? Admit that you're a sinner. For in Romans 3.23 it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And B stands for believe upon Jesus Christ. For it says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And last but not least, Confess, Romans 10 and 9, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And verse 10 says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A, B, C. Call upon the name of Jesus Christ and ask him to save you. Amen. For the scripture says, whosoever. I love that word. Whosoever. And that's you. You are a whosoever. It doesn't matter what you call yourself, a Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, you're a whosoever. And if you will cry out to Jesus with all your heart, it says, the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, black, red, white, yellow. Doesn't matter you're a whosoever. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it's that simple. Cry out to God and call out to him. And it's it's not the words that save you. It's the condition of your heart. And if you will ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart right now with a simple prayer, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I surrender my life to you. I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus' name. Amen. And that's how you become a Christian. But once you surrender your heart and life to Jesus, you have turned from your sins and you have repented of your sins and you are saved. Amen. Amen. With her to church Though she asked me A thousand times I was busy 
Making a living No time To make a life So Sunday after Sunday Turned into year after year And each time I told her no I could see her tears I woke up Sunday morning Lying in our empty bed In this big old lonely house Her words echoed in my head When she left for church this morning There was a scripture that she read It cut me like a dagger The moment that she said Without Jesus It's gonna be Beside her in the pew Her prayers were being answered Her dreams were coming true He said you must be born again It's written here in red so I ran down to the altar When the preacher said Without Jesus It's gonna be hell Don't you recall the rich man Or that woman Could he buy or sell Without Jesus It's gonna be hell Yeah, without Jesus It's gonna be hell Hello, Lonesome Road family. This is James Payne. I'm coming to you from the cab of my pickup truck. You know, we know that when we put a seed in God's hand, he always multiplies that seed back to our life. I'm praying that you will hear God and give liberally and sacrificially. Your seed will get God's attention. It'll also get God's affection and God's anointing, and God will multiply that seed back to your life. And then second of all, why not become a monthly partner with Lonesome Road Ministries? There's 8.7 million truckers that go up and down the highways of America, away from their family, away from their friends, in the lonely cab of an 18-wheeler. But through Pastor Gary's ministry, we can put a CD with songs and messages that will uplift that truck driver, change him, change his family, and launch his destiny. So you could be a $25 a month partner, a $50 a month partner, 
$100 a month partner, every diamond dollar would go to touch somebody's life. I pray you'll hear God's voice today and you'll obey God. And as you do, God's going to bless you like you've never been blessed before. God bless you. I love you. I remember the night, the end of my road, in a motel in Nashville, searching for hope. In my hand was a Bible I read as a child But on the table was a bottle It was driving me wild I poured the whiskey into the glass I prayed it would help me Forget my past Then I read how Jesus Died on that tree And I poured out the whiskey And I fell down on my knees And that night old Jack Daniels Met John 3.16 God's word broke the hold that he had over me. I traded Tennessee whiskey for Calvary's tree. That night, old Jack Daniels met John 3:16. I've got some great news for you. Lonesome Road Ministry is moving up to a new level. We are going to have our own streaming channel, thanks to Rick J of Global Media OTT Network. I met Rick out at uh, Kingdom City at the Driver's Appreciation Days at the Trucker's Chapel, and me and Rick got to talking, and he decided he wanted to give us our own streaming channel so we're going to be able to stream Lonesome Road TV on Global Media OTT Network. That's on Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, and we're pretty excited about where God is taking us in 2024. So stay tuned for more exciting news about Lonesome Road Ministries TV program on Global Media OTT Network. Hey, you can search uh, Rick J presents and find Lonesome Road TV. And we're starting to get a lot of programs on there. Roger Barkley Jr. is helping us with this TV project and he is doing a wonderful job. Check it out. Check, see what he's doing with some of our programs on Lonesome Road TV. 
If you've enjoyed what you heard and you would like to talk to Lonesome Road Ministries, give Gary a call at 618-383-2107. That's 618-383-2107. Call today. Or you can log on to our website, lonesomeroad.org. We would love to hear from you. And that phone number that Fred gave you, you can also text me your mailing address. We'd love to get you on our mailing list and send you some of these every month out there on the road. And we close all of our programs with my testimony and song. What a great song and what a place to be at the foot (laughs) of the tree. And that's what we're asking our listeners today is pray a prayer, get at the foot of the tree, and let Jesus use you in ways that you never thought, dreamed, or imagined. And what a great job Dennis McKay done on this song right here at the foot of the tree. Well, Fred, I like to close all of our programs with my testimony in song. At the foot of the tree. God gave me the lyrics to this, and I just started writing my testimony out. When God gives you something, it just flows like buttermilk, doesn't it? (laughs) It did. It just flowed. And uh, I had a songwriting partner that helped me with this, Tom Caldwell. He's a truck driver from Jasper, Alabama. And uh, I got my neighbor, James Caban, to help put this to music. He had a studio in his home, and we recorded that. And we used that uh, for years. We used his recording, and then Dennis McKay recorded it out of his studio Put it on Lonesome Road, Volume 1, and we've been using this version uh, for the last million or so. (laughs) What a great job Dennis did with this song. Yeah, at the foot of the tree. My testimony in song. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those 18 wheels are rolling that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past But I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From 
down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree Drivers, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road Radio, and we want to hear from you. Give us a shout. Our phone number is 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org. And if you can't give us a call, then just blow your air horn as you're driving by. <laughs> Tempo, keeping perfect rhythm with the song. 